discussing the commodities markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Commodity Watch Radio with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Commodity Watch Radio, which is hosted in association with Mindsight. I'm Dominic Frisby, and today I'm sitting in a cafeteria of the Radisson Hotel in the Cromwell Road in South Kensington with one Dave Seaton, who is the CEO of Olympus Pacific Minerals. Olympus Pacific are listed in Canada, in Frankfurt, and on the OTC in the States. In Canada, they're listed under the ticker symbol OYM. They are producing gold in Vietnam, currently at a rate of about 32,000 ounces per annum. That's going to go up to about 40,000 ounces, we hope, sometime soon. And they have a market cap of about um, 60 million uh, Canadian dollars. In the interest of disclosure, I own stock in this company, um, some of which I bought at a higher price about uh, 18 months ago, and some of which I bought at a lower price, um, because in the great capitulation of last year, this stock fell as low as 5 cents a share. It's just currently trading at 25 cents a share. I didn't buy as much as I should have done at five cents, unfortunately, but nevertheless, uh, that's in case the tax man's listening. Anyway, Dave, uh, how are you doing? W welcome to the show. Um, why don't you give us a quick uh, overview? Why don't you start with a quick overview of Olympus, what, what, what you've done and, and um, what you're going to do? Oh, well, uh, hi, Dominic. It's great to be here in London. 26-hour uh, flight from New Zealand, so oh I'm feeling pretty good. But, um, you yeah, know, um, Vietnam's doing, doing well for us. We've been there in... 20 years now. I first went there, so we've been working away, getting a good feel for the country and, you know, developing the interests. Um, for the last three years, we've been operating a, I'd call it a demonstration plant, which is basically set there to prove our management team, prove that we can operate in, in the country and, and prove that you can really produce gold and export it and sort of move the money around. And we've done that successfully. So are you exporting the gold that you produce? Because I know the, the Vietnamese are keen on uh, stashing their gold under the bed. You're not selling yeah, it directly no, to them. No, no. It's um, Brink Security, pick it up from the mine site, and it's flown to um, Zurich. Okay. It's refined there, and I think usually within uh, two weeks of it leaving the gate at the mine site, we get the money deposited in, into our bank account. Okay. So, you know, there's free flow of uh, gold and there's a free flow of money coming back the other way. Okay, and what's your current cash costs? Um, it's quite interesting. Current, when, up until the end of last year, our cash costs were probably somewhere north of about $600. Um, we think they're going to average this year probably under 400 And in fact, last month, our cash costs for the operations were 350 Okay. So, you know, we, we've been focused very, very much in the last six months on cutting all of our costs to the bone and getting mm. the production level up and that's just brought the cash costs right down. And presumably as, as time goes by and you start ramping up production you're getting more efficient as well. Absolutely and, and what's happening is that for the last uh, two years we've been putting through a lot of low grade uh, ore through the plant, two grand tile material and, and that's always hard to you know get your cash costs down on that but 
we've been saving our high-grade ore for when we're ready to move, which is now. Mm. Uh, the ore coming from the Fuxon mine is, is 20 grams per tonne, and the ore from the other underground mine is going through at 8 grams per tonne, so it's nice, juicy material that... Uh, you know, it's easy to make money out of. Okay, so you've got, uh, you mentioned uh, t- two sites there. You have two projects in Vietnam and also a project in the Philippines, which I understand is on kind of on hold for the moment. Yeah, we've really decided to focus on those operations that are going to generate cash flow. You know, it's a pretty tough world out there, and if you generate cash, you do well. So uh, the two operations in Vietnam uh, are basically, they've all been opened up, they're operating, and uh, they're producing this, uh, you know, the much-needed cash flow. They, they are two operations, but we're effectively um, running them as one. They're only 70 kilometres apart, uh, and we're trucking ore from the uh, high-grade Fuxon to the central processing plant at Bong Mu at the moment, and we're blending the ore. So uh, I think it's easier to think of it as just really one production unit at the moment. And just give us a quick... Um, so, because you recently raised some money, even though you're ramping up production, you, you raised a bit of money, $3 million, I understand, at about, was it 18 cents, 18 and a half cents? At 22 cents Canadian. Oh, well, where did I get 18 cents from? Because oh. 18 cents US. Ah. And that's the interesting thing, because we now report in, in, in US dollars. Ah, We're an SEC because I filer. read that, and I, mm. I saw your share price was at about 22, 23, and I was thinking, why are they raising money at 18? It's, it's kind of, and one hour, no, you weren't. Yeah, so. no, we raised it at about a 15% discount to the market. Which is which normal. Is pretty yeah. good, yeah. 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 And you presumably you just... You need some cash to, to... Yeah, we've spent a lot of money uh, over the last 12 months upgrading the plant. Yeah. The plant previously was a, um, just as I said, it was a demonstration plant that we were producing 10,000 ounces. Yeah. We've spent um, a lot of time and effort upgrading the plant, so it's now got a cap- capacity of 60,000 ounces per okay. annum. Okay. And that's, that's really, we've spent the money on that. Probably the cash got down to the minimum levels we're comfortable with. So just, just topping up Treasury with that extra $3 million uh, enables a bit of safety, us, yeah. bit of safety uh, enables us to do some much-needed uh, new capital development at the mines so that we can take the production level sustainably uh, to 40,000 ounces. And then um, you know we're going to use our, the cash flow that we're generating at those levels, and that's about, you know, it should be 700000 a month being added to our Treasury. Um, and we'll be using that for then uh, self-fund the uh, extra expansion that folks on to take us up to 90,000 ounces per annum. Excellent. And just quickly tell us um, uh, uh, who your main... Uh, well, do you have any debt? Uh, we have no debt. And tell us quickly your There's share... no stru- debt, no hedging... Nothing? Nothing. Okay, so, so it's a nice kind of... Uh, leverage play on the gold price Absolutely, at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. And um, so tell us uh, your share structure, who your main shareholders are, and then we'll go into how much gold yeah, you've got. Yeah, we've, we've got uh, issued uh, shares approximately $250 million. Uh, you would probably have 80% of the shareholders uh, represented by 10 shareholders. But uh, the main... Who are what big funds? Well, the main shareholders are... Uh, interest associated with my family, which is a, uh, an Australian company called ZX. Mm-hmm. Uh, ZX owns uh, 30% of the company. We have um, you know, the two major Vietnam investment funds owning about uh, 38 to 40% of the okay. company. And I presume neither of those two have any intention of selling? I doubt it. Okay. No, I doubt it. <laughs> We're such a, you know, it was such a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, then, then a bunch of um, 
US, Canadian and UK funds are involved as well. Okay. So I'd say effectively 80% is um, major shareholder and institution and then 20% retail. Spread pretty much around the world, the UK, Asia and North America. Okay. And... Um and what, so management, effectively management have about 30% yeah. then? Yeah. And uh, from what price? From, from Oh, well, we got into the company uh, in, in 1996, so I think our initial uh, prices would have been around about the 30 cent level. Okay, so and you're I would guess our average entry in would be you know, probably around about 45, 50 cents. So less than... Less than current markets. Great uh, uh, above the current market, above, I think. You market. paid more yeah. than the current yeah. market. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did I. I mean, and um, it's, so it's taken you 10, 10 years to develop these mines and get them into yes. production. Or yeah. Twelve years. Yeah. Even. Well, that, that's what it takes most companies. Yeah. You know? it takes you ten years to become an overnight success. <laughs> well, it's taken me more than that. I'm still not sure I've achieved it. But anyway. And um, so, tell us about what you know. What, what, what resource you've identified in the oh, ground? Oh, yeah. That, that's that's really interesting. The resources have been growing steadily every year. I think in the early years we had a total resource of around about 300,000 ounces. Recent resource upgrades have got us to 1.6 million ounces, so there's plenty of mine life. Uh, haven't really touched the exploration potential of the licenses, so you know, significant upside potential for building the resource. But 1.6 million ounces, you know, if we were producing uh, you know, 100,000 ounces per annum, that would take us 16 years. So Absolutely. there's plenty of mine life. I think the, the, both of these mines will still be operating long after you and I are dead. Oh, you, do you think there's that much there? Oh, absolutely. Are, um, you, are you a geologist, or is this taking advice from your geologist? I, this is, I'm not a geologist. I've uh, been in the industry for 25, 30 years now, but you know that seems to be uh, the common view of any technical person that's visited the property, whether they're representing majors, uh, the broken firms. Uh, they all easily see between the two projects, you know, 5 million ounces plus. So, no, it's, it's got a lot of legs. And when you get your production up to the, say, 40,000, 50,000 ounce level and you, you start uh, generating, you know, nice amounts of cash, presumably you're going to spend, spend some of that money on further expanding the resource. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, in this market, every dollar you spend, you want to get a return out of it. Mm -hmm. And we can achieve significant returns by investing those profits back into building bigger facilities. So to go, we see 40,000 ounces as just the first step. Uh, the next step um, will be to the 70 to 90,000 ounce level, and we would hope to be producing at that level by the end of next year. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, we would like to take it up to about 175,000 ounces per annum. Really? Um, Does that that will presumably involve buying a lot more equipment? Yeah, that, that obviously takes capital. But our model at the moment is as much as possible to self-fund. Um, right now, you know, we see better value for shareholders by uh, using the profits and reinvesting them back into the existing facilities. And when you've got a, bro a, a potential growth and profile like that from 40 to 175, and I think we can fund an awful lot of that out of our internally generated cash flow and, and reduce the dilution to shareholders or you know, the high fees you need to pay Sorry, that goes my phone. to um, banks. Um, you know, it's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And um, are you? Do you think you'll ever pay a dividend? Is that something you plan to do further down the road? Well, 
You would hope so. As a major shareholder, I'd love to get a dividend, but then you know Warren Buffett doesn't pay dividends because he thinks he can invest the money better than you can. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be so um, arrogant to suggest well. that. But, um, when you have got a obvious growth profile like we have from existing assets, existing resources, mm. it's sensible for us to reinvest all of our profits back into those assets, you know, because there's significant value increase for shareholders to go from 40,000 ounces per annum to 175 with existing assets. So I wouldn't anticipate a dividend in the next five years. Okay. But I would definitely anticipate huge uh, growth in the value of the company. Absolutely. And, and um, I think the stars are lined up right. By that I mean um, gold miners are the place to be in yep. what's known as a post-bubble contraction, which is the economic environment in which we find ourselves. <laughs> um, now, uh, Vietnam, uh, obviously... Uh, most of us have seen the films. What, what, I, I, I imagine things have moved on rather yes, since then. Yes, well, what's, what is it like as a place to do business? Well, and what are the pros and cons? Vietnam's a country. It's not a war. It's quite a famous name. Yeah. Uh, quite a famous saying. Um, Vietnam is modern. Uh, you know, skyscrapers, uh, Rolls Royces, Bentleys, Porsches. Um, none of none of those owned, of course, by people who work for Olympus Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Only Hopefully by our shareholders yeah. in due course. But, yeah, white, white sandy beaches, Dunang has got a resort on it called the Farama Resort, which was voted uh, best resort in Asia. Uh, Raffles Hotel, a building resort there. Uh, Crown Plaza, a huge casino. You know, as I say, white sandy beaches, Colin Montgomery golf courses, uh, modern high-rise buildings, uh, a young workforce... Uh, the, the, the golf courses promise a lot but never quite deliver. <laughs> it all depends how well you're playing, I yeah, suppose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely um, Vietnam is a place uh, for the young people. It's got a young, vibrant workforce, well-educated. Uh, they claim 90% literacy, probably better than New Zealand and the UK. Better than, better than the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, young workforce that has... Um, you know, no hang-ups about the past. You know, the war finished 40 years ago. Okay, and is, what about things like bureaucracy? And yeah, definitely um, bureaucracy could be improved. Um, that is, And that's what you would expect from a country coming out from a socialist background. And, and how many people have you got working for you? total of uh, 580. And how many, what's the percentage that's, that's local? Oh, I would say 85% of those would be local. And uh, what about the kind of the management? Are they, are they by that I mean, the, you know, the, the mining engineers and that kind of thing? Yeah, I think the senior management is um, definitely Western expat. Um, and then working with us in training the Vietnamese in more of the middle management, Yeah, we have a, a strong uh, complement of Filipinos. Um, but yes, taking on more and more Vietnamese mining engineers and geologists. Okay. Geology, very strong. Are you, are you Vietnam's only gold producer? Are there other producers? Yeah, no, yeah, we're the only foreign company producing in Vietnam. Is that right? So mm. none of the majors have got a mine there? No. No, obviously in the oil sector they do, and uh, they're starting to look around now. And are you, are you kind of sniffing around other assets and thinking, oh, I quite like the look of that one? Or? Well, th there's huge opportunity there, particularly with the influence and, and the contacts we now have. I think as large projects uh, come available, I think we're one of the companies that the Vietnamese go to 
who they can trust to be give good technical advice. So yeah, those opportunities are there and they are developing. But right now, you know, we've got huge, so much upside with our existing assets, and I want to stay focused on those. If I can get the company from forty thousand to one hundred seventy-five thousand ounces in the next four years. And along the way, be producing and producing income. I mm. think that that's a major success, and that's what I want to focus on. Okay, absolutely. And let's say you do that, and you get the company from forty thousand to one hundred seventy-five thousand ounces a year. What are the dangers of the Vietnamese government saying, "Oh, actually, I I want that"? Well, probably the same danger as the American government sort of nationalising their banks. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, um, Vietnam has got a very stable. Do they? Do they? Will they bail you out if you get yeah. your things wrong? <laughs> Vietnam is a very stable government. It, it's, a, it's, a new, it's a young capitalist and country, it, isn't it? And it relies, and it is going to continue to rely on a significant amount of foreign investment over the next 20, 30 years to build its infrastructure. I don't see the Vietnamese government blotting their copybook by... Um, you know, mucking around what is relatively a small. Business. Are there base metal mines there? Yeah, there's everything. I mean, I mean, foreign-owned base metal mines. No. Okay. No. So, you know, we're 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 the first, and why would you blot your copybook by, um, you know, getting it messing around? So you've got. Uh, I mean, should you want it, you've got significant first mover advantage. Absolutely. You? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what? Uh, what are, that, that sounds like it's Vietnamese being spoken in the background. I'm not sure what it is, but anyway. Um, uh, what? Um, I mean, is there anything we haven't covered that you do you want to you want to talk about? Well, Just I, quickly tell us about the Philippines project that you have oh, that you put on Philippine, hold. Philippines is a fabulous project. It's a fabulous country for minerals, but we're just not quite confident enough about the regulatory environment and the cultural environment there. To proceed to spend an awful lot of money on it. Okay. And and when times are tough like they are and money's short, you really want to focus on those that are going to absolutely okay. guarantee your return. Your Vietnamese mines are they 100% owned? Um, one of them's 85% owned by us, and the other one's 80%. And who owns the other? Local government and central government okay. having equity participation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And presumably that's to your advantage to have them. Oh, you got to have an influential partner. Okay. Mm. Um, what, what, what should we talk about now? Any, anything else we haven't Well, we I haven't suppose covered? one thing that's important in, 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 to give um, your listeners a, a feel for whether the company is well run and whether it's a safe mm. investment. The company is an SEC filer in the States. Um, it's fully SOX compliant. And I know these words don't mean a lot to a lot of your smaller investors that just want to make money, but there, there needs to be a confidence level with the small juniors that the mm. company is well run. And uh, when you're a filer in the US, you're a reporter there, you know, it's a lot of tighter on corporate governance. So mm. um, th there's a level of confidence that the company is well run and there's not a lot of shonky dealings going on. And, uh, you know, being a director of a company that files in the States, you know, mm -hmm. you think twice. You would think twice about doing anything that was sort of out of the ordinary. Okay. Um and I, th I think we've kind of covered everything. I mean, it's, it's a lovely little story. It's a, it's a junior producer. The production's being ramped up. It, it kind of ticks, it ticks all the boxes. Um, did, was there anything else you wanted to say? No, I think you summed it up. I think I might buy it. <laughs> um, the website is... OlympusPacific.com And the ticker symbol is OYM in Canada. And in, on the OTC it is OYM. OYM.TO. And in Frankfurt? I don't know. 
Okay. Well, we I will put that information on the homepage. All right, Dave. Uh, well, thank you very much, and, and um, give us an update in a year or two. Excellent. Appreciate that. One more time, olympuspacific.com. Dave Seaton, thanks very much. Thank you. Commodity Watch Radio is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee for Mindsight, with music by Manolo Camp. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our bulletin board at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com.